This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Yes, welcome back to On the Block. He's Strick here in Austin, Orman. Ah, thank you guys for being patient with me with my voice as it begins to return. Thanks to the meal for the tea and the honey that's helping me to uh, at least be able to sound better and not like uh, the Godfather today is bad. But is, uh, is it just tea or is it sugar, honey, iced tea? Oh, no, 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 no okay, sugar, good. honey, iced tea. Yes. Just Didn't a little bit so. of a little bit of tea and a little bit of honey, you know. I think that's enough sugar to mm. get me through through this whole hustle and bustle of it all. But the hustle and bustle that's going on right now is transfers and opt outs. Let me say that again: transfers and opt out. There's it, it's like a perfect storm, Austin, mm-hmm. that hits right at the right time, and it's a time where young men have to make a decision, either I need to move on because I don't like the way things are going here, or I'm looking at a better opportunity, or I'm looking to raise my stakes, or I'm looking to bounce to the NFL and see what goes on there. Whatever the case may be, transfers and opt-outs are a huge part of what's gone wrong, not right, Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about the college football playoff. Right. We're talking about the regular bowl games. Mm-hmm. So many opt-outs. This is this has led us to what we saw in the absolute destruction of Florida State, who was a team that most were lobbying for, thought should have been in the college football playoffs. We all thought, you know, that it, it was a tough situation, but ultimately we came to a consensus in this room when Jay came in and others that we've discussed that they got it right. Now, here's the situation, though. What can they do to right this ship? Because there was empty stands. There was not, you know, the right players in there. We just saw all of this stuff going on throughout this bowl season. And is there some things that we can do, Austin? Are there some some things? And we want to hear from you as well on the Sauter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. What are some creative things that that – the powers that be, the brokers of these situations can do to help this situation to become better and not worse. There's there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I'm going to start with Kirby Smart, who addressed that after the game. Mm-hmm. Even though his team just put up the biggest you know, bull margin of victory in history, you know, said people need to look at what happened tonight. They need to fix this. Kirby knows it wasn't an even playing field. Yeah. Kirby knows his team came in more motivated, more ready to go, and was probably just better anyways, yeah. right? But even with that, he knows it wasn't a fair fight. So he goes on to say there's still going to be bowl games outside of the playoff. People need to decide what they want and what they want to get out of it. That, to me, is a big part of it. He also said it's really unfortunate for those kids on their sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal. Mm. It affected the game 100%. Again, I think we've gone back and forth in the is it right to opt out, should you play. That part of the discussion, I, I don't want to have. We've had that time and time again. But what can be done? You mentioned the stands, the empty stands. That's where I think college football is a little bit unique, right? In that 
It's a one-off. It's an exhibition. It really doesn't mean a whole lot for some teams. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we talked about this trick with the bowl games where you had um, USC and Louisville. What team wanted to be there? What team didn't? Georgia, Florida State. We didn't think either team wanted to be there. Georgia found motivation. Ends up in that big win. You look at Virginia Tech, Tulane. Mm -hmm. Virginia Tech scrapped and clawed its way to a bowl game. Tulane lost the wrong game. So it's out of the New Year Six after winning a New Year Six game last year. There are going to be some fan bases that travel to a game like crazy. Mm -hmm. Haven't been to a bowl game in a while. Best bowl game they've been to in a while. Location Um, of the bowl game. Location of the bowl game. Star Mm -hmm. player you want to get one last look at. There's going to be those fan bases that travel. Might fill half a stadium you know, if they sell all their tickets. But probably closer to a third. Then you have the teams who maybe took a step back from the year before. Have been to that bowl again recently. Their, Their star players are opting out. They're disappointed with how the season went. Those fans are less likely to travel. Yeah, Where I think that comes into play is college football strike hasn't developed that star that captivates the nation, right? And there's been a lot of conversation about Caitlin Clark, you know, her buzzer beater last night. She's captivated the country. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who she is. And, they, and that gym is filled. Filled. Yeah. You look at UConn, the women's team, comes, mm-hmm. to, comes to Creighton tonight. They sold out Sokol. You know, mm-hmm. does you, is UConn what they normally are? No, but it's still a big national brand. Bama's not playing road games like that. Georgia's not playing road games like that outside of conference play. Uh, they're playing neutral site games, which are, you know, supposedly easier for both fans. Well, it's not as easy for both fans to get there, but it's not as hard for both fans to get there, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. College football doesn't have that big national pull for casual fans to want to go. It is so incredibly regional. Like, who is going to the Capital One Bowl to watch Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winner? No one. No one is just going to randomly pick up a ticket and say, oh, yeah, I love Orlando. I'm going there to watch Jaden Daniels. This is my shot. No one's doing that. No one in Florida is doing that. No one just off the street went to the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. Perfect climate for a bowl game in late December. No one went to that game because of Caleb Williams, even though he was one of the biggest stars in college football entering this year. Mm-hmm. No one went to Carolina's bowl game for Drake May, mm-hmm. who, who's going to go first or second overall in the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't fill stadiums like Caitlin Clark does, like you know, like a Paige Beckers did, like Zion Williamson did. Like a Husker did, volleyball team. Like a Husker volleyball team. <laughs> exactly. There's just not that same yeah, that national fire. gravitas yeah, yeah, yeah. and pull. So I think college football, especially the Bulls, are just at a natural disadvantage to some degree when it comes there. Will they, you know, pack the stadium? Isn't it an economy thing? It has to be. How could it not be? Yeah. You know, the tickets are expensive. It's it's so corporate, too, right? Uh, That's one of my biggest gripes with bowl season is uh, it's it's fun when you see, you know, the Pop-Tart mascot get toasted, um, the, the cheese that <laughs> mascot saying, please don't eat me. Like, there, there's some that are very well done. But others, it's... There was one bowl strike that was sponsored, not because they need advertising, not because they want to get their name out there. There's a company that sponsored a bowl as a thank you to its sponsors, just to give them a trip. You think those people are invested in the game, care, no. want to watch? No, they're there for a vacation. And that's fine. So, so you believe that that's, the, that's, the, that's part of the reasoning is the corporate aspect of it, because it used to be, it used to be different. A bowl game used to feel like a reward. Yes, 
Yes. So when when would you say start start a human text line 402-464-5685 to you? When would you say that was a shift or a change? What time frame do you think? Because I think you were you were still alive and still at an age to where mm-hmm. that was the case. I know that I was. Mm-hmm. But when do you think that changed? When <sighs> when the BCS went from the BCS? Because really, I think that's when it shifted to me. I think sure. when it went from BCS to the two to the four to the playoff to the playoff, mm-hmm. I think that was when it shifted. Because at that point, there was really only one option, and mm-hmm. the bowl games were really. They seemed like there was something. I could be wrong, but that's when it seemed like it shifted to me. Once we got to a couple of years, and once the dominance of certain teams became effective, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that didn't have much to do with it. But it seemed to me the shift from the from the one to the four is when it really happened. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Um, I don't know if this happened at the same time, but I think it predates it a little bit. When college football moved from playing home and homes to playing at neutral sites, all these early season kickoff games are... At Jerry World, they're they're at bowl game stadiums and NFL stadiums instead of making it a two or three year series where there's one home game for either team and then the one neutral site game. These big brand name team strip don't want to go on the road, which is their right. It's their prerogative to schedule how they think they, they need to. But I think that the objective of going undefeated scared a lot of teams away from these home and homes. Right, because that was the goal. Go undefeated against the toughest schedule you think you can manage. But going undefeated came before toughest schedule you think you can manage. Now, going undefeated will help you get a top four seat. Will help you get a bye. Having one loss will help you host a home game. If you can, you know, sit in that that one to two loss range, you're probably in as a wild card. Maybe you're in the hosting conversation. Maybe you're not. But I think the combination of the expansion of bowl games, I'm not saying there's too many because there are these random, fun, weird matchups that I enjoy just having on in the background. Um, But the fact that they have been so corporate, I think, plays a big part in that. Because I remember Nebraska playing Georgia in a couple bowl games. Nebraska playing Clemson stands out vividly. Even Nebraska-South Carolina. Nebraska-Arizona. When Nebraska blanked Arizona, even though you know Nebraska had a rematch against Washington in the Holiday Bowl that didn't go so well, it was... Here's a hypothetical matchup we were looking at throughout the year. Conference superiority mattered when we have we had five strong brands. How does Big 12 3 match up with Pac 12 2? How does SEC 4 match up with ACC 5? That was fun. Maybe it's just because Nebraska hasn't been to a bowl game. Maybe it'd feel like, you know, because it was a miracle if they did get to one. I would just be happy to see Nebraska in a bowl game again. But I think with the the weakening too of conferences. There's more identity in the team, in the the brand that I root for, not a whole lot of conference pride. And I'm not a conference rooter. I'm not. Like, I want every team in the Big Ten to lose, except Nebraska. Like, I am upfront about that. But it's still, just from a 30,000-foot view, fun to every year, be able to use bowl games with... Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everyone playing... As exhibitions, as you know, ammo for this is why my conference is better. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't finish in the top half of this conference if you played in it. 
No doubt. There's a couple things off the text line I want to throw at you, Austin, uh, that I think were pretty insightful as we talk about insightful dude. Uh, he throws out, he said, teams like Ohio State have stands empty even when they lose a couple of games during the season. That's interesting that the shoe gets emptied out. And is that a form of like being spoiled? Like, are they just so spoiled because now it's like, ah, it don't even matter now. Ah, you know, bump going, you know. But that's why, is that probably why they schedule Michigan like so late? Because at that point, it's like, we want everybody to kind of be in the building, and we're usually going to be fighting for something at that point. See, that's the thing. If you wanted more people in the building, I would say schedule it earlier. Mm. Because Ohio State and Michigan get cold in November. Nebraska and Iowa get cold in late November when these games are played. You play them at the end of the year because you expect that there are stakes, that that game's going to mean something. Mm -hmm. If it was all about filling up the stadium, you play that game in mid-September. Mid to late September, when the weather's the nicest, you can you can do the most outside. It can be warm, but not overbearingly hot. Crisp and cool fall atmosphere, but not overly cold by the time night rolls around. But it's at the end of the year because there's supposed to be those big stakes, like we've seen with Michigan and Ohio State deciding the division the last three years. Another one on the text line uh, throws out something that I thought was 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 pretty interesting. Unnamed texter fifteen sixty nine says, "It all changed." This is part of the discussion we just were having. It all changed along with participation. You got it. Participation. Good gosh. You got it. No. One more try. Is it spelled wrong? They spelled it right. Participation. Nailed it. Good gosh. Participation trophies. I don't know why the heck I was looking at that wrong. Participation. I didn't know. (laughs) Participation. There you go. You got it. (laughs) Um, yeah I would say I understand where that's coming from but also maybe part of the problem is that we're not giving out participation trophies and that goes to compensation Mm. bowl games won't Mm. be able to you know pay star players enough money to get them to want Mm. to compete necessarily Mm. right like Caleb Williams you couldn't pay him enough money to get him to play in a holiday bowl it's not going to work. Yeah. Can, though, these bowl sponsors, can the bowl games themselves with the money they get from sponsors make the, the stipend packages, the, the gift packages, a little bigger, a little better to incentivize people to stay? Is it more gifts? Maybe, maybe it's just straight cash. You know, we, have, we are giving X amount to the schools. We're going to back off of that by 30% and break that up among the players. Just straight cash. Send us your routing number, direct deposit to you. Would that fix all the opt-outs? Absolutely not. Would it entice more guys? I would think so. I would think so too, Austin. And the reason I I think that's that's relative because ultimately that's what NIL is, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, NIL, I believe, came from the fact, and and I knew, I played with um, Ed O'Bannon. So Ed Mm -hmm. O'Bannon is really the, you know, prognosticator Mm -hmm. of setting up NIL, Right. Uh, Ed O'Bannon is basically saying you UCLA benefited off the number 31 Mm -hmm. to the tune of Buku dollars Mm -hmm. and the success that we had here at UCLA and we did get nothing out of it. We touched none of it. We touched none. So to me, it's very similar in that Mm -hmm. I'm going to play in this holiday bowl and Yes, I'm representing the university, 
yes, the university has been good to me by way of mm-hmm. NIL and, and what I've been able to put on the But this bowl game's doing nothing for me. It's all going to the, the university. It's kind of like what's happening so with, I think you're with collectives, right? So many donors, Strick, are so used to giving to the university itself, to the athletic department generally, that what collectives are doing is saying, hey, we have another option for you. You can give this directly to the players, where it still benefits the school, but it doesn't go to the school. I'm going to throw this example out to you. In that same Holiday Bowl, this will tie in two of these you know, potential issues. If the Holiday Bowl was able to offer... Malachi Nelson, $10,000 to play in the game. Do you think he enters the transfer portal? Because part of the problem, we saw this with Tate Rodemaker of Florida State too. Part of the rationale was the window's closing. I got to get my name in the portal before it's too late, before all these other places fill their quarterback vacancies. The transfer portal window, we have this issue with college basketball too, where the teams that are in the final four, the players that are playing in the Elite Eight final four, are at a major disadvantage in the transfer portal. You'd think they're better players. They'll have a landing spot in home eventually anyways, but they have less time to think about their decision. They might have to make a quicker decision because of the timing of the windows. So this is something I think we're going to have Brian Munson tomorrow. I want to ask him about when it comes to recruiting. Could the transfer portal window be made to be one window and moved to after spring ball for everyone? Have a 15-day window where everyone has time to think about their future, go through spring ball with a new coach, um, see where you stand at that point. I understand there's some guys that are going to skip town right away anyways. They're just ready to be gone. But I wonder if we could maybe stem the tide of the transfer portal a little bit by making it one window after spring where everyone experiences their new coach or their new situation. Man, we own something here. And I think we sparked a great debate. Thank you, guys. Cool hand, Luke. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also ask, well, first, I think this question is answerable. And if we don't have the answer, I think this one we can get the answer to. But first, unnamed texter 8893 says, is the donation of the NIL tax deductible? That question, I don't personally know. But um, it's something that I think we'll look up. Now, on top of that, cool hand, Luke says this. Um. Cool hand, Luke, and, and listen, one of my good friends, former Cowboy, I know some of you guys are going to like this. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith just called me, and I'm going to call him back. Smithy, Kev Smith, my boy, I wanted to answer. I'm going to call you <laughs> back as soon as I get off this segment, all right? Because I'm going to try to get Kevin Smith on on our show as we get towards the okay, tail end okay, of the Super okay. Bowl. So you heard that, Kev Smith. I'm going to call you right back, my boy. Um, so Kevin Smith, listen, if you don't know who Kevin Smith is, Kevin Smith was number 26. He was the opposite of Deion Sanders. So – Everybody that got got uh, he got all the tests <laughs> of everything that women at that time they were leaving Dion alone. It was mm-hmm. called you know Dion Island, basically where they tried to call Reva's Island. Right, they weren't going that way. He got all the smoke. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm gonna hit my boy back now. Cool Hand Luke throws this out, and I think this is a pretty good point. Cool Hand Luke says, I think it was the BCS that started. I thought it was after, but he's making a good point here. It limited the national championship to one game. Before that, you could potentially have two or three bowl games that could factor in depending on who you beat, where they were ranked, how badly you beat them is a possibility that you can leap from four to one. Like if you beat the number two guy and you and you beat the brakes off of them in a 4-2 matchup, it's mm-hmm. possible you can still win the national championship. Uh-oh. So I think he might be onto something there. What's your thought? Or what if four beats one, but three beats two? 
Three was ranked the higher, but one. four has the better win, according right. to the rankings. Also, so I think he's awesome. Yeah, I, I I totally get the point, but I also don't love the idea of making a national championship subjective. No, I, I agree with you, but we're talking, no, the, the question on that is, when did the bowl games start to yeah, deteriorate? Right. But is that what you're, I, I, I'm with you. I don't so, like So, right. The reason I say that is that I would rather see one national championship game and not have arguing about who the national championship is rather than leaving, fact. you know, petty motivations in terms of, you know, voting for the national championship yeah. and it's subjective, right? We can argue about if they got the committee got it right or wrong, if the BCS formula got it right or wrong. Um, so yes, in terms of the the intrigue being added to the the bowl games, yes, absolutely cool hand Luke. You're you're right about that. And that having multiple games you had to pay attention to to determine the national champion, yes, that drove interest. But again, that's two games compared to one game. Mm-hmm. But even even then, Strick, you could see, you know, the the seven versus ten matchup, the the six versus eight matchup still be meaningful to those schools, right? When the Rose Bowl was a Big Ten versus Pac-10 game, mm-hmm. it meant something to count your Rose Bowl wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cotton Bowl wins. That was a big deal. Sugar Bowl wins. Peach Bowl wins. Big deals. Even the, you know, Gator Bowl, Alamo Bowl wins. For a team that was, you know, maybe not projected to go to a bowl game, had a surprise 8-4 and four season, and knocked off a brand name that had, you know, maybe one too many losses... That used to be a big deal. Now, the Alamo Bowl is fun. I enjoy watching it. Uh, LSU-Wisconsin was a good game. The stakes just aren't there. And I think some of that has to do with what Cool and Luke is saying is that, yes, the national championship is now distilled into one game. And because of the opt-outs, we view them as exhibitions. They're not a springboard to the next season. It's not a, here's a culmination or here's a what's coming next. It's a, I guess we have to go play this now. There it is. Wow. Great stuff. Thank you guys on the Sarah Heyman text line. We're appreciative of your continued support and listening and also chiming in. We're grateful for you on that. You got um, something yes, else? Yes, last thing. So to 8893, donations to collectives are not tax deductible. IRS sent out a memo saying NIL collectives do not qualify for tax-exempt status under 501c3 and therefore cannot receive tax-deductible contributions. It seems to me that it's for-profit stuff. Yes. So therefore, no. All right. We're going to exit out of this segment. We're going to come back. We're going to, again, once again, great stuff there. We're going to come back and have some NFL talk. We'll discuss some things that's going on and some, uh, some possibilities of maybe some things with quarterback situations in the NFL. We'll come back, talk about that next right here on 93.7 The Ticket on the block. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.